Hello there. Welcome once again to Thought Architecture, the place where we take you through mental frameworks to be able to help you increase uh, change in your life and pleasure with change. All right. So in this episode, I'm going to take you through what I call the four quadrants of change, um, where what I found this solves, the problem that this solves is the problem of perfect programming, perfectionism. So this is a big deal. A lot of people just want to do something and do it well and come up with, you know, a perfect way to do it. And so what this means is that they usually come up with a perfect program. They hire a professional to create a perfect program um, or they, they come up with it themselves. Okay, great. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. But, 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 but here's where it comes in. We are not perfect. We can never be perfect. We need to increase our abilities in certain ways. So number one is the more information available to you, the better you're going to become. So you can't just consume all the information in one go and just be great. There's going to be gaps, holes in your knowledge. You're going to have a certain amount of information, but maybe there's a different way that you can interpret that information as well. So in the beginning, you interpret it in one way. And then, you know, after three years of doing the thing, you start interpreting the information in a different way. So knowledge is going to change. And so it's never going to be perfect from the onset. Number one. Number two is that the more that you engage with something, the more you increase your skills in that thing as well. Well, what's going to happen is as your abilities increase, you're going to get better at doing the thing. So that means starting off perfect is impossible. You know, with muscle memory, like you can't just be perfect the first time that you try something. Number three, with your experiences, it'll change how you interact with material as well. So um, you may think that you're perfect. You may, you may have like perfect knowledge and perfect training, uh, let's say with a language. And then you go and speak to someone who speaks that language naturally. And all of a sudden, they're not speaking the language like they should be speaking, should in, you know, air quotes, you know, should be speaking the language. Uh, because often native speakers of a language, you know, speak very colloquially and they don't speak the grammatically correct versions of the language. And so the real life applications of whatever it is that you're trying to increase your abilities in actually are very different from what you've gotten from textbooks, books, etc. So in these ways, we've got all of these different things that we need to be doing. Now, in the previous podcast episode, I talked about the three metrics that I measure, and I usually apply this to those three uh, those three metrics. Okay, so what is it? It's what I call the four quadrants. And the four quadrants are just very simply put, what are your time and energy budgets? That's it. And this perfectionism thing is based on the anti-perfectionist approach is the iterative approach. We create iterations. Iteration one, iteration two, iteration three. And please remember that as a human being, iteration two isn't guaranteed to be better than iteration one. All right. So when you try and attempt something, you could be taking a step backwards because maybe you didn't have enough sleep the night before. You know, it might be inferior because you're still in recovery. It might be inferior because you're super stressed. It might be inferior because, you know, I don't know, you ate, you know, uh, a closed pistachio for lunch or something like that. And now it's having, you know, like flatulence effects on you. I don't know. There could be any number of factors that influence you. And so... Um, what this is, is looking at how do we create a program 
where we are balanced in these four quadrants, okay? Time and energy budgets. So on one, one of the squares of the quadrant, we've got, what if you've got a lot of time and what if you've got a lot of energy? And that's usually what most people assume is going to be the idealistic version of it. You know, like, oh, I'm, I'm perfect, perfect energy, perfect spirits to really start this. And I've got enough time for me to do the thing that I want to do. Great. So it's the ideal quadrant. What does my ideal program look like? Unfortunately, most people do not live 90% of their lives with enough time and enough energy to do the things that they want to do. And if you do, congratulations, I would love to hear from you and, and find out how you actually approach your life because you are literally hacking things that other people are struggling with. So that being said, <laughs> that being said, I want you to remember that the ideal is great. Now, other people have, um, you know, some variance on this. Like, what is the ideal? Well, maybe the ideal is minimal. You know, like, what's my minimum effective dose? Maybe the ideal is maximal. Like, how much can I get if I just put in, like, eight hours a day? That's great. So your ideals are going to be different. So don't stress about that. But that's your your perfect time, your perfect energy. Okay. Now, the opposite end of the quadrants is going to be the idea of, like, what happens if you have, like, almost no time and almost no energy? You're tired. It's, you know, you're flat. Um, and you just, you're so busy. You've got so many other things to do. So what can you do? And that's where we get our no time, no energy, or little time, little energy uh, program. As in, if you've got eight exercises that you need to do, what's one exercise that you can do that's just going to be a little bit of time spent in that domain? And it's, it's, it's going to be something that's usually going to uh, be a little bit more invigorating. We can talk about energy types and we can talk about things that uh, consume your energy versus or, or constrict your energy, let's say, versus things that dilate your energy or open your energy up as well. Things that give you a little bit more energy, let things flow a little bit easier. And usually in these cases, you want to try and find some form of programming that, that hits that nail on the head. So if we're talking about uh, real life examples here, cardio for me, if I had perfect time, perfect energy, I'm going to spend an half an hour to an hour doing like, um, you know, hard pedaling on the on the stationary bike that we've got. Great. And in an imperfect world, if I'm doing the opposite where I'm super busy, plus I'm tired, I'm feeling a little bit like, Bleh. the minimums that I'll do is usually about 10 to 12 minutes on the bike, very low intensity, and just put the, the reps per minute a little bit higher. So my legs are moving, but it's not it's not a strain at all. And that, that helps me get some blood going and it helps invigorate me for the next activity that I'm going to be doing. And I can probably, because I'm not paying attention to, you know, uh, intervals or getting my watts up or maintaining a certain pace, I usually, you know, couple that together with doing something else that's also quite relaxing. Listening to a podcast, an audiobook, having a conversation with a friend while I'm pedaling. So there we go. Okay. So we've got our uh, less than perfect time and energy. And then we've also got our perfect time, perfect energy. But what happens if you're in one of the other two quadrants? So one of them is going to be, I have tons of energy, but I have very limited time. And so in this case, we're looking for our high intensity interval kind of training. What does that look like? Well, physically, that's easy. You're doing high intensity for short time. You know, there's a Tabata workout, which is 20 seconds of intense effort uh, for a 10-second rest interval, and you do that eight times. 
And so it's literally four minutes and you are finished. So four minutes of effort and you have literally done what you need to do. That's great. So what does high intensity um, look like? You know, these interval training, high intensity things. If you're learning a language, if you are uh, trying to write a book, if you are managing a business, you know, starting up things, doing brainstorming sessions, whatever it is, there is a high intensity version out there that you can do, but it requires energy and you can usually do it very quickly. Okay, great. And then the last one is then going to be the opposite end of the quadrant where you have absolutely no energy, you know, you are flat, but maybe it's a Saturday and you've got a lot of time on your hands. With a lot of time on your hands, what could you do? And this tends to be a little bit more passive uh, in its execution, it tends to be a little bit more consumption or perhaps something that's participatory, as in like it doesn't rely on you to really fuel it. So something with friends shared, you know, it's um, it's usually something that it's not going to be intense for you and you you're looking forward to doing it perhaps because you know you've got the time and the effort you might you might as well so with those four quadrants we can actually create a game plan well what are you going to do if you're super busy and you're super tired what's your minimums let's put your minimums down and what are you going to do if you've got the perfect time perfect energy what are your maximums okay and then Based on the previous podcast, I told you that I help people create, um, you know, a game plan for their goals. And the goals are usually balanced around these ideas of, well, how much, how many sessions did you do a week? And a session could be a perfect session, as in like we go to that ideal quadrant. Or a session could just be your minimums, as in we go to that quadrant of like little time, little energy. And it doesn't matter what, what your sessions were. What matters is... Did you do five sessions a week, let's say? And in this case, what we're talking about is very simply the idea of helping a person see what the signal is coming from their body. Am I tired today? Yes. Am I, am I, uh, do I have a lot of time today? Yes. Okay, cool. Well, I've got a lot of time and I'm tired. Okay, well, let me just do this. Because a little bit of restful, you know, indulgence in that domain is going to be better than not going into that domain as well. And so please understand that while a lot of this has got to do around action that you can take, like I keep talking about cycling, there are also research actions that you can take where, for example, I've got a lot of time, but I've got very little energy. Okay, great. Well, let me do research how to increase my strategy so that I'm more excited about taking, um, taking time to, to actually do what I'm trying to do. What I mean by this is very simply put, knowledge is one of the things that we could increase as well as ability, which is a procedural knowledge, as well as experiences. So let's say you've got a lot of time, you've got perfect energy, and you just really want to do something that connects with a group of people. Well, you know, great going and doing cardio in a group that's fantastic as well so we really have these four quadrants of time and energy and high and low with these that we can look at and one of the biggest things to see is then all right cool i don't care if you do 30 seconds or 30 minutes or 30 hours of uh activity it all counts as one session so the amount of time spent doesn't matter what we want if we are managing your change, is time spent in the domain. And 
what are what are the the usual blocks for this it's well i don't have enough time okay great let's get around that by finding the quadrants where we have little time oh i don't have a lot of energy i don't have extra energy at the end of the day i'm so tired okay so what can we do if we have no time no energy what can we do if we have time and energy what can we do if we're trying to make this a group activity oh i don't want to isolate myself that's fine it doesn't matter what's your energy all right let's put that together with now group or uh, isolation activities as well. What can you do if you're on your own? What can you do then? There are four more modifications that I make for people in this case as well. And so these four more modifications are just bonus modifications. Modification number one, what could you do with zero material? So I call this the zero protocol with an X because it's cool to spell with X as Z. Um, so the zero protocol is based around minimalist how could you learn a language with almost no materials on you maybe just your phone minimum requirements how can you exercise your body with no equipment how could you cook with only a pot and a pan and cook amazing food so really the zero the zero program is designed to create limitations around what you're doing to give you a lot of confidence that you can actually produce things with limitations, healthy, very good limitations. So that's the zero. Then we've got what I call the home program. So I want you to imagine if we're doing exercise, we can talk about like what is what are things that you can normally find in a home gym? Let's say uh, a set of dumbbells, a kettlebell, a sandbag or something like that. You know, most people have this in their homes. And so a home program. You know, so if, again, we're talking about, um, you know, language learning, like what, what books are available to you at home? What are, what are things that you, would, you could expect to see in a language learner's house, like maybe programs that they've got? So that's great. So we've got the minimum program, the zero program. We've got the home program. After that, a travel program. Okay, great. What are you going to take with you when you travel? How are you going to exercise when you travel? How are you going to learn a language when you travel? And this could be a mix between the home and the, the zero protocols, but it could invite some great opportunities as well. So the travel program is another one. And then the final one is what I call the pro, the professional program. If you had unlimited resources, you had like everything that you ever wanted. So I want you to imagine that you are, um, you know, working out. A professional program would look like you going to a specialized gym and having a specialized coach that you're paying usually an arm and a leg for, but that arm and a leg affords you some great results. So the idea is that usually what most people consider to be the ideal of perfect energy, perfect time, they also couple that together with the professional program as well. Like I want to go to someone who knows what they're doing. That's great, you know, but it's not sustainable. You can't afford this type of stuff all the time. So just how do you increase your time in the domain and increase your abilities before you even hit that coach? So once again, just reiterating, what are your four quadrants? Time versus energy. Little time, little energy. Lots of time, lots of energy. Little time, lots of energy. Lots of time, little energy. And then how do we manipulate it after that? We create a, a zero program where we need almost nothing. A home program where we've got the you know a comfortable amount, a travel program where again we're restricting ourselves. We might go to our limited one, but it provides us with a change of area, which provides us with other opportunities as well. 
And then finally, a professional program where we're hiring professionals and we're in very specialized environments. Okay, so that's, those are the four modifications on programs that I highly recommend to everyone. Now, if this all seems like a pain in the buttocks for you, you're more than welcome to reach out to me. I always offer a complimentary call where I'll try and do as much as I can and add as much value to you in a single session. Um, if it's something that you want guidance with and you want some assistance and some support, uh, I do offer my services. So please check out all the links that I've attached. And usually the links for contact are in the website, www.justinnopay.com, which is N-O-P-P-E.com. Um, please feel free to reach out. Like even if it's just quick questions, I'm very happy to answer and interact with people because I like to hear what are the problems, the pains that people are encountering when they're trying to solve their own problems. Uh, and it also increases the amount of content that I can create that can help more people like that. So please, please feel free to reach out. And uh, like I said, I'm available if you want some coaching around this as well. So you want some guidance around this, some consulting around this. Very, very comfortable to do this. Uh, that's it for today. Uh, please feel free, feel free to like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're consuming this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a review or five-star rating. That would greatly help us get the message out and allow other people to benefit from uh, any value. And I think one of the biggest things is make sure that you share this with someone that it could start a great interaction and discussion with. That's that's one of my, my greatest um, goals with this type of content is to get shared content out there that people just share and engage with each other and we create a better community together. Great. Well, my name is Justin. This has been Thought Architecture and I will see you in the next one. Ta-ta for now.